0: Hello listeners, you want to say hi to everyone? Hi! Hello, this is Greener Grass Podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh, and The Bean, now part of the Digitant Family of Podcasts. How's it going, guys? Hope you're doing well. Bean, what would you like to say? Some, some crazy things. You want to say some crazy things? <laughs> yes. You want to tell the listeners today that you drove a Tesla? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little baby Tesla at the mall, and she got in it. We took a picture. It was fantastic. How was driving the car? Great. It was great. That's amazing. All right, my friends, uh, before we get started, become part of the family. Opt in for our newsletter. We'll send you stuff. It'll be great. You'll love it. Tell them what they'll think. Are they going to love it? Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Today we have Amy Jo Mm -hmm. Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Kelly sits down with her. Mm -hmm. She created a now thriving business in Ohio, she used to be in retail, realized it wasn't her passion anymore, and started yoga for kids, Uh, it's called the Balanced Child Method, and um, bringing, giving them empowering tools to allow them to manage their own stress, overcome tantrums, and, and express their emotions. We all need to ex- express our emotions, right, Bean? Yes. Um, so I mean, it's just such a oh, yeah. genius idea. Oh, yeah. And, um, okay, and she's good. schools and a daycare centers, Bean, stop touching the microphone. Stop touching the mic. We don't touch the mic because it makes ambient noise. Okay? And what's your papa laughing about in the background? I should close the door. I- all right, my friends. Uh, such an amazing interview. Let's get started.
1: So, hello greener grass listeners. This is um, a summer pod and I'm excited because I'm in person with this person. We never record in person, which is crazy that we don't do that more often. I actually think all oh, second. You're the second person that I've ever recorded in person together. And today I have Amy Jo Hamilton with me. And I love just telling, you know, a lot of these podcasts are based on our network, people we've met in person. Sometimes we get referrals from someone else. But Amy, I met how many years ago? Like six or seven? I was pregnant with Henry, right? Yeah. He'll be seven. Yeah. Seven years. That's so weird. Seven years ago. And um, Amy was at the past company. She's still there. The past company that I worked with. And we met for we met at North Star. North Star for breakfast. She wanted to learn a little bit more. She had just jumped into her new business and she came in and she was like eight months pregnant. Yeah.
2: And I was drilling Kelly with all these questions and she was
1: brand new to the business. <laughs> I was like, well, what are you talking about? I, I, I didn't know any of the answers because I was brand new and you were brand new yeah. and you found me like on Instagram or Facebook.
2: Yeah. I think, I'm, yeah, I think you like, like, Hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. So I love that we have I always become friends with everyone I work with, but we've become friends and now we live in the same town, which is even crazier. But I have loved watching um, Amy kind of through the seven years, have an idea, have something that she wanted to create and build on a business. I also feel like there was a time like pandemic shifted so many people, their businesses, their ideas, what they wanted to do. And you had just launched um, the balanced child method and just watching you figure out like, okay, like, what do I do? How can I do this? Is this going to keep going? And then post pandemic watching it thrive and like really, really explode. And so Amy, I would love for you just, first of all, tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. So I um, was born and raised up in Northwest Ohio and then went to Ohio state Met my husband Andy there, and we now live near Worthington, Ohio, so near Columbus, um, with our three kids. Um, I was pregnant with my son Henry when I met Kelly, and now I have twin girls that are four, Rose and Violet. Um, I used to work as a corporate buyer um, in my—I always say my past life before kids—and um, I was laid off um, from corporate retail when I was 27 weeks pregnant with Henry. And it's funny, I always laugh because I had started talking to my husband um, before I was laid off that like I don't didn't think I could work well after having Henry because we went through four years of fertility struggles to get him. And I was like, I didn't work this hard to have a baby to then have a nanny raise him. Um but my job was good. I loved what I was doing and the pay was good. And it was hard for us to just say, like, we're just gonna walk away from that. So I always say must've prayed really hard because God opened that door when I was laid off. But it was funny because after I was laid off, I actually freaked out and started like applying to every retail job there was. And my husband was actually the one that said, Amy, like you told me, you know, about this company beauty counter. You've told me you want to do something with it. You told me you wanted to stay home, like do it. So I stayed home with my son and I hit their director level, which is when it kind of goes from a hobby to an actual income. Um, or a more sustainable income um, when he was four months old. And then I enjoyed the first year with him. I loved every minute of it, having fun with him, hanging out with other moms, um, doing beauty counter. And then I was kind of like yearning for something more. Dove back into retail, was like, nope, that's not going to work. Um, and I've always had a passion for fitness and wellness. And I did Buckeye aerobics when I was at Ohio State. I taught them. I've taught multiple fitness classes throughout my life. I was a cheerleader, a dancer, all the things, baton twirler. And so I started looking into getting certified in the fitness world and was on a trip with my husband, a business trip and met a woman from Ohio state that was teaching yoga. And she actually was the one that convinced me to explore the yoga opportunity. Cause she was like, you can do yoga anywhere. Any language, any age, you don't need anything. You just need your body. Um, And that was really appealing to me. So I came home and did my research and got certified and just thought I would teach at yoga studios. And throughout the whole training, um, my instructor kept saying, you really have this motherly instinct, which was funny because we found out almost at the end of the training that I was pregnant with the twins. So it made sense that I had this very motherly um, vibe going on. And, um, so it was just going to teach, you know, at some studios. And then a friend of mine that I met through beauty counter opened a daycare and childcare center and brought me in to teach yoga. And so I started teaching kids yoga, fell in love with it. And, um, then by word of mouth, more schools found out about me teaching and brought me in and they were growing and expanding. So that's when we decided to start the business. Um, but then the pandemic hit, just like you said. So um that's kind of how we got to starting the business.
1: So what do you feel like, so the balanced child method, do you have like a certain age that you like target or is it just children in general? And what's the philosophy or the concept behind children starting off in yoga?
2: So age wise, I always kind of said it would grow with my children. So we started Um, We start as early as six months, but really our sweet spot is 18 months to six years old. And then this past January, we actually expanded into elementary age. So we now are up to fifth grade. And then our next kind of chunk of age group will be actually more um, focused on yoga athletes in the middle and high school. That's where we really feel that um, we can... Reach kids and you know help not only from the mental and mental wellness standpoint, but also from the physical standpoint that you know coaches and athletes are finding out that yoga is so beneficial in injury prevention. Um, so right now, I would say kind of our main focus is two to ten, but that continues to grow and evolve. And then your second question um, about kids starting yoga early. Yes. yes. Um, So I, again, I was a buyer. I have no like clinical background, but we actually are working and partnering with um, Nationwide Children's on our sleeves. And if you've never checked out their Instagram, please do. They have a ton of information for parents. But um, so I don't have like the clinical, you know, like doing yoga makes kids X. And I think we don't even know that really yet because it has just started to really become a thing. However, I will tell you, just with anything, a kid learning a language, a kid um, you know, having their parents instill good values in them, a kid eating, you know, healthier foods from a younger age, any of those things that you the younger you start, the more that they have that foundation to build on. And just to give you guys like a little anecdotal story, I started with at Henry School when he was 18 months old in his classroom. And now he's almost seven. And when I left those kids, they were about five and they went from only being able to sit on their mats for maybe a minute and do like happy baby or downward dog to being able to do a full 30 minute, almost adult flow yoga class with me. Like, I mean, we were doing sun salutations and things like that. So it's pretty incredible in that short span of time. Um, And then also just with um, the kids that I had before the pandemic, their parents would send me videos during the pandemic of them doing deep breaths or being like, mom, I need to go calm my body or I need to go quiet my body or doing some of the things that they learned in yoga. And I think just the younger you, we can give the kids those tools, the more that they'll be able to um, hopefully deal with life's hurdles along the way a little bit better.
1: I love that it's being introduced at such a young age. And I mean, I know for myself I can feel a total difference when I'm meditating and doing yoga and when I'm not, which there's not very many times that I'm not like consistently doing it, but there is such a, it just grounds you in such a way. And I think teaching kids that at such an early age, if they can keep that and fall in love with it in a specific way, they might not even realize they keep coming back to it, but I think that that can help them. And I love, it's kind of evolving and growing with Henry and Rosie and bye. I feel like it's like so perfect that it kind of just keeps going. And funny enough, um, my boyfriend, Jeff, this morning said, can you go to yoga with JJ, who's his oldest on Saturday? And he was like, you know, it's something I don't know. He's a hockey player. He just got drafted. And he's like, I really want him to start doing yoga here and there. Um, and he's a 16 year old boy. Yeah. So I love the concept of you moving into that sports um, because it's such, it's such an important thing with stretching and just focus and balance. So I love all of that.
2: And I think too, the other thing that you said, like, um, you know, as adults, I think also a lot of times we can overthink things, or we think that if we haven't done this stuff in the past, it's going to be this big daunting thing to you know, start doing yoga or start going to yoga or start meditating. But if we instill those things younger with kids, it's, they're going to just, it's just going to be part of their life and they're not going to overthink it. And also part of our program is to have classes and workshops for kids, entire support networks for, so not only for kids, but for their educators and their caregivers so that we can really make yoga accessible. And help you learn to integrate it into your homes or classrooms very easily every day in just a few minutes a day. Because like Kelly said, it can make just such a big difference. But I think a lot of times people think like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not a yogi, so I I can't go to a yoga class. Or like, I don't have 50 minutes to do yoga. Or I think meditating is going to be like, I have to have, you know, a sound bowl in a dark room. We really try to break down those thoughts that are in people's head and really make it accessible to everyone and to just start implementing these very easy things because a few minutes a day can make just such a big difference in not only your life but your child's life.
1: Okay, so I met you when you were pregnant with Henry, then you get pregnant with twins. Um you start this whole process and find out you're pregnant at the very end of yoga training. Like, what is it like? I feel like a normal human being has a hard time launching a business. (laughs) Um, It's a big deal to launch your own business and to do it pregnant with twins. I mean, I guess if you have twins and you're pregnant, like you had some time in bed that you probably had some time to focus on like what you wanted to, to look like and website and structure, but like, what is it to let launch a business while having twin baby girls?
2: <laughs> um, well, actually, I think it was harder with the pandemic than with the twins. The twins, I always tell it to everyone, I'm like, twins are easier than one. And people laugh at me, but they were very good babies. Um, and I think for me, as a mom, when my kids were little, like, I love the baby stage. I love all that. But what I'm realizing now kind of coming out of that is I needed something as a sense of purpose or something for myself um, because at that stage, you know, like they're not talking to you and they're not interacting with you. So like, you know, they love you, you know, you love them, but it's hard when you're at home with two babies that are just looking at you and, you know, you have to pump and you have to feed them and you have to do all the things. So this was a really good outlet for me to keep my mind going, my creative energy going, my purpose going. And there they are.
1: (laughs) Pregnant with twins, starting a business a lot, but you think two children, two twins are easier than one, (laughs) which you can explain that later. But (laughs) so starting the business, how did that feel with twins?
2: Um, So it was, of course, overwhelming, but I think that I was really searching for my purpose while my girls were young and not, you know, able to interact and like they didn't, I know they need like they need you hundred percent, but you know, besides just feeding them and making sure that they're napping and cared for and all those things, like you can't really interact with them. So it gave me a creative outlet, it gave me a purpose, it gave me a distraction, you know, and just kept my mind and me feeling like I had something greater um to do than just being a mom, which is You know, I say just being a mom, but for a lot of women, you know, sometimes that can just be such a struggle to be like, my kids are just taking all this out of me, and there's nothing for me. And it gave me that purpose for me that helped me become a better mom.
1: And I mean, it's called the balanced child method. What balance to have your kids be able to go to teaching? Not that they probably go all the time, but I do see them um, be able to like go to class and participate and do all the things. Okay, so and do they love? do they love going?
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. And Rose, Rosie is so Henry loved it as, and now he's getting a little bit older and he still will do it, but he's a little bit busier, but Rosie, I mean, I always laugh that she's going to be the one that will take over the family business because she will go with me. And we had a Sunday where we had to do three classes in a row and she did them all with me and was a trooper. And They keep me. They keep me honest. They're like, "If mom, that's not how you do that."
1: (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. So Rosie, we we heard it here. Rosie's gonna take over the business. We'll see. We'll We'll see. We'll come back and do this in four years or five years and find out if that's still the case. Okay, so I said seven years. Like we meet for coffee. We go for walks. We go to breakfast occasionally just to check in. Um, I remember meeting you for breakfast at. Where were? It doesn't even matter. First watch was it? First watch? No, it was at Worthington Mall. First watch. Breakfast? Yep. Okay. First watch. And you were like, listen, it's pandemic is like, you were just, you didn't like really say like, uh, but I felt the, uh, you were like pandemic, like daycares. I mean, everywhere, obviously put things on lockdown in a major way. I'm sure daycares, daycares are a place anyway, where children always like carry all the things here, there and everywhere along with them. And so daycare, I can see like daycares and schools being a place that like really took a while to come back and even teaching ballet myself and Carrie doing aerial. Carrie's um, job was obviously majorly impacted in LA, especially being in California. But how did that feel? I know how I felt you felt, but were there times during pandemic that you were like, okay, this is like, I just need to throw in the towel? Or did you see long-term you're like, Oh, this is terrible and awful, but I'm going to get to the other side of this.
2: So at the beginning of it, um, because we had so much to do to start the business, the website, the legal stuff, all of that. Um, it really wasn't a big deal. Cause I had a lot more time to focus on that stuff, which was good because if not, I feel like I would have just been like, I'm going to go teach yoga and not do the business stuff. So it forced me to do the, all the things to set up my business in a way that, um, made it easier now. Um, but I remember la- I must've been March of 21. Um, I was talking to my sister and I was like, I think we're just going to throw in the towel. I think, you know, it's just not worth it, you know, to be pain. um, for child care so that I can do all this stuff when you know people were just not bringing back specials they call us in a lot of the schools or you know um, extracurriculars and so we were trying to do what we could do we did outdoor classes and we would partner with a few other local businesses that serve children and we got into some of the parks and rec but it just I mean it it was brutal and um like I said, there was a point where I was like, I think we're just going to be done. And then luckily, I don't know, I think we just kind of hung on. And about two months after that, I got the call from one of the largest daycare and childcare centers here in central Ohio. Um, They have 11 schools and they were like, we want you in. You're the first thing we're going to bring back. Um, And they wanted us in for about 35 classes a week. And I was like, okay, let's go. And it's so funny now because we've really only been back in schools about a year or so fully like, and I, I even laugh at that because I wasn't teaching to that capacity before the pandemic, but, um, but it seems so much longer, but yeah, there's, I mean, I think with every business, it's always, there's so many ups and downs. There's so many highs and lows. Um, and I think the thing that's kept me going one are the kids, my kids and the kids I get to teach and the kids that we're serving. um, Because I know how important the work we're doing is and how it is going to change a lot of kids lives. Um, And two, just I have such a bigger vision for this business. And just to have that, like, keep keeps me motivated, keeps me every day, like, dealing with, the grind of you know owning a business and all the things but um it wasn't easy at the beginning and i had a few core people that have stuck with me and i'm thankful for them but i'm thankful for my husband that he wasn't just like shut this down but um it definitely was a roller coaster
1: so now post pandemic i mean i your instagram is so cute because it's little kids doing yoga it's so fun to watch you're doing training because you need so many more teachers to be a part of the balanced child method because you are in so, so, so many schools. And I love that it's not just like school year. I mean, I know daycare is all summer, but you're doing multiple things. You're doing summer camps. You're doing like, there's a little bit of everything going on. And I've loved watching it explode in that way. I think because I got to watch from the very beginning, just like Henry and the twins, I walked in and I'm like, oh my gosh, Rosie and Bi- I remember coming over and holding them both at the same time as little tiny babies. And now they're like putting on ballet shoes to go to ballet class <laughs> after this. So I love watching them grow. And I love watching you thrive in this business that you started post pandemic. What does it feel like now to have a thriving business? And do you, is it a lot to keep up with, even though that's what everyone wants, but like having the people, I mean, people's lives are crazy and busy. So having employees, like figuring it out, who can teach when, all of those things, how has that shifted from the time of finding, trying to find a class to teach? Yes,
2: Yeah. So um, it's exciting and it's growing um, fast. The great thing is that every school person we talk to is like, this is amazing. We want it in our school. We, you know, just figuring out the logistics is, you know, sometimes with some of these schools, but um, it's been, we're in now over 45 daycare and childcare centers here in central Ohio. We're now in five elementary schools. We're in all the parks and rec in central Ohio. And then we do special collaborations and partnerships. Um, I love collaborating and giving back to the community and partnering with women owned businesses. Um, And it's just been such a joy um to see how it's evolved and then yeah we have now over 20 instructors um that teach for the balanced child method and that's been super cool because i get to have these amazing women and we have one guy hopefully we'll have more eventually that um not only are as passionate about children and yoga as i am but they are just bringing so much more to the business. We have now, we have teachers that work for us. We have college students, we have OTs, we have PTs, we have a pediatric nutritionist. Um, So they're just bringing a wealth, uh, a a past guidance counselor knowledge to the business too. And that is really, really cool because together we're creating and enhancing what I started just by learning from the kids, what they like to do in yoga class. But yes, as a mom, I actually think it's harder now than it was during the pandemic. One, I wasn't as busy. Two, my kids weren't as busy. So now it is finding this balance between motherhood and owning um, and running a business. But I have a great team. And my husband is phenomenal and we're really starting to focus now on, okay, like all the things we laid at the foundation. Now, what have we learned in this past year? Or what do we need to tweak? And then how do we set up systems and processes to really help us grow um, and expand in the future and kind of take things. I always say like, even my business is growing up, like we're not a baby anymore. We're probably like on the edge of, we're probably still preschool, pre-K yeah. with the girls, but um. Um, just you know, putting in those systems and processes, and getting the right people to help and support you, make a huge difference.
1: Okay, I love that. So I feel like you and I are probably this is a random question, but you and I, I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I feel like you probably are too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just I have about you. But what is it like, like to let go of? Because this is your baby, just like the other three kids in the house or two right now. Henry's not here, but. <laughs> this is a baby and you've watched it. Like, is it hard to let go a little bit? And like, you have a phenomenal team. You have amazing people. You're doing all the coaching and training. Like you're setting up what it looks like. And you said you, they, they all bring their own strengths and, and, um, you're learning from them as much as they're learning from you. But is it hard to let go? Was it hard at the beginning when you started letting other teachers go out and do it to let go a little bit?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm still dealing with that because but the biggest thing I've learned is if you want to grow um, not only yourself as a business, you know, owner and leader manager, um, you have to let things go because if not, you'll just drown, you know, and you'll be overwhelmed with all these minuscule tasks and these minuscule thoughts instead of really keeping focus on the big picture you know and I just have to trust that my gut and what I know when I'm talking and interviewing these people when I'm taking them through training um, that they're going to go out and represent me in my business in the way that I want and I have to just trust that Um, and luckily I've you know so far been um, very pleasantly surprised with all the people that I have um, helping and supporting me, but it is, it's challenging. And I still, I still have to sometimes see like, I just have to let that go. And then there's some things that I'm very like, no, you know, I have to put my hands in this. And it's, that's where I'm at right now. As we are learning to, as I'm growing and expanding the business to the next um, kind of stage of the business, um, I'm really figuring out what I can delegate and what I have to have my arms around but putting those processes in those systems and finding some of those um, tools and apps and different things are really helping because they're taking some of the things that used to take us a lot of time um, down to, you know, minutes. So that definitely helps. So you just have to, you know, learn to work smarter, not harder and um, really understand. I've now delegated out the roles of my operations staff, my Of the team. And that's really helped too, because they have a focus now. Before I just had a couple people doing everything and that made it really messy and confusing. So now that everyone's really laser focused, that definitely helps me releasing that control too.
1: Okay. So I think we talked about the future of the balanced child method because it's kind of fun to think that this will grow up with the kids and even the concept of you going, you know, starting to work with athletes more and high schoolers in that sense. I think. I kind of see what the future is and I'll be along for the ride. If there's someone out, we obviously have a strong Columbus-based, Ohio-based network that listens. We have people all over, but we have a strong base in Ohio. We'll, of course, link to the Balanced Child Method. I probably will even link to Nationwide what you mentioned just so everyone can take a look at that. But, you know, if someone was interested or they wanted their daycare or their school or they just wanted to find out where you were going to be if you're doing a camp or a park, um, why don't you tell them a little bit about where to follow you and the website will link to those things yep. too. But just, I want people to have the opportunity if they're at home listening and they're like, ah, this is amazing. And I want my child involved in something like this.
2: So um, our Instagram is the balance Shell Method and our campsite. So like Linktree thing on there is the most up-to-date place to find um, public classes in Central Ohio. And then our website is thebalancedchildmethod.com. And that is where you can go and see all of our program offerings. And if you are interested in having us come into your school, daycare, a private event, um, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, uh, sports team, anything like that, we have a place where you can contact us and we'll get back in touch with you. Um, So those two places are your best resources. Um, And then kind of with the expansion um, of the business, we hope to be coming to other cities um, in the future. So 2024, 2025, um, look for us in other cities as well. But if you have a city you'd like to see us in or have some interest, you can definitely connect with us through the website as well. Um, And our Instagram will always be the place that we'll we'll continue to share all the news of all the places we're at and um, give you all the updates.
1: Well, this was so fun. This is like a friendship talk, not a um, greener grass podcast, but we're excited to share this information. And I think it's just good for all of our listeners to know just the importance of that meditation, that quiet time, even for kids um, to like know how to do that in life is so important and amazing. And I wish that I had learned it Twenty-five years ago, um, but I think it's amazing. I'm so excited for you. I've loved watching you do all this, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so
2: much
0: for having us, Amy Joe. Thank you so much for carving out the time for us. Um, your story is amazing. I love what you guys what you've done. It's it's amazing. I wish that um that that it was here or I was there or something like that. So um, if you want to get a hold of her um for where you are um it's in the show notes her website thebalancedchildmethod.com and uh yeah guys thank you so much for being here we appreciate you so much if you'd like to be on the podcast reach out to us you can always dm us on at grand rev creative on instagram and um please honor us with a five-star rating and a review it means so much to us If you want to hear more of the sound of my voice, who doesn't? The Expecting Arialist is the other podcast that I have, and it's all about motherhood. Um, I'd love to see you there. And Digita Podcasts, Health and Wellness Group, we are now growing, and um, a lot of like-minded stuff there, so... Thank you so much for being here. We'll come back at you next week with, with me and Kelly gabbing about something, hopefully ridiculous and funny. All right, my friends, over and out. Have an amazing week, and we'll uh, see you next time. This is Greener Grass.